0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode 340 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Eat your heart out. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible.
0: Our sponsors this week are ByMeda, the wormers, and Cora Gem.
2: Welcome to the Stable Scoop. With weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They're bringing the news through Hail, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop, cause it's time again for stable school. Stable
1: scoop, stable scoop, stable scoop.
0: I am Glenda Geek,
1: and I'm Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network.
0: You have the Northeast. I'm done with this uh, kind of attitude today, Helena.
1: Oh, I am beaten down. It's official. You
0: sounded. I mean, last week you were still, you know, bubbly. This week. (laughs) Not so much.
1: We got we got like another eight inches since last week, and then we got three inches last night. And my
0: pictures of your house. I mean, the snow's piled up taller than you are.
1: It's really it's hard. I the hardest thing is having to keep shoveling the path to the manure pile over and over and over again, and it's a long path and it's a long path. Like there's a lot to shovel. And my back is just killing me, and my neck is killing me, and I'm tired
0: of <laughs> fishing. Well, and it's tough because you're kind of a single mom, too. And that, you know, that doesn't help with horses. With a
1: full time job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's just like, and I only have two horses, so I should be thankful. But the things that you have to do just so that.
0: Hey, people are not thankful that don't have horses up there right now.
1: So <laughs> don't freeze. Yeah. I know.
0: And when it's, The people who have to shovel their cars out aren't thankful up there right now. So.
1: God, it's just um, it's hard. It it really is hard. It's been the snowiest winter on record up here, and you know that eventually takes its toll.
0: And we've lived through some snowy ones when you worked for Jennifer. Remember that one year when you worked out at the myopia. That we had 90 inches or whatever it was. It, that, that was the
1: last most that was the second highest snowfall amount.
0: Yeah, remember yeah. I, I know you guys worked your asses off shoveling out there. <laughs> Just, Holy cow. You had 20 some horses then. Uh, what, <sighs> what a mess. What and a mess. I don't
1: have all-wheel drive anymore. This is the first time in my life I've not had an all-wheel or four-wheel drive vehicle. Oh really? Yeah oh, when that I got first I had to I had to trade in my truck and the only thing I could afford was a little German car that was used and had, did not have all-wheel drive, so it was cheap. <laughs> and I was like, all right, God, you know, <laughs> what What, I, what are we going to do? Get, like, maybe two or three snowstorms? That's fine. I could deal with that.
0: I'm sorry. I'm uh, my I missed part of that because uh, my dog uh, hopped up and pulled my uh, headphones out of the computer, so I didn't hear it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> What's her deal? <laughs> she heard somebody out, the UPS guy or something's here, and she hopped up. She <laughs> sleeps under my desk, and she went running through and pulled the cord out. <laughs> Sorry <about that.
1: laughs> uh, Oh, I was just whining, and complaining about who knows
0: what. I saw, oh. the, I saw the mayor of Boston said he really is encouraging the idiot people not to jump out their second-story windows into the snowbanks, and I would like to have him know we used to do that all the time when I was a kid in Pennsylvania. We used to, we lived in town. I had three brothers, and you know the snow got pretty deep sometimes. So we used to run upstairs, crawl out the second story window onto the roof, and jump off the roof into the snowbanks. And I remember making that trip about a hundred times through the house. So,
1: but you're 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 a country boy. You you guys know how to survive stuff like that. We lived These in city town. <laughs>
0: I was grew up kids. in town.
1: <laughs> well, in town of what, like hundred people?
0: Yeah, exactly. In Lancaster County,
1: but well, I- you know, too, it's it's a college. Boston's a college city, so.
0: Yeah, they're There's jumping of- out the four-story windows to, to do this. Talk
1: about, I'm, I can't even, there is no politically correct word for that type of behavior. And There
0: there was no alcohol involved in ours. <laughs> so I can say no, that right. that's
1: just cabin <laughs> fever.
0: <laughs> it was fun, though. My mom hated it, though, because we drug snow all the way through the house, you know, up the stairs, out the, yeah. out the, through the bedrooms. But it was fun. I have re- fond memories of jumping in the snow banks. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I, I feel that. for you. I
1: did that over the weekend. So I have an upcoming trip to New York and as anybody who owns a farm knows, it takes an act of Congress to get the farm ready to run without a catastrophe in your absence. It's even worse when you have four feet of snow on the ground and temperatures are, you know, hovering, hovering at negative two. Minus 10. <laughs> so I, and my, um, the access road to getting to my barn is completely snowed in. There's just, it's, it's four feet of flat snow. Um, so I don't have my full load of hay or shaving. So I've been going to my local co op every couple of weeks, filling up the truck and then putting the hay bales one or two at a time. They're big hay bales. So it's usually one at a time in the wheelbarrow and then following my little habit trail of mazes of, of paths from the driveway all the way over to the barn. <laughs> like, So if you get 10 bales of hay, that's 10 (laughs) trips in the wheelbarrow with a 60-pound bale of hay over the snow. And then it's a winding path, you know. So you you hit the corner of the snowbank with the wheelbarrow, and then the wheelbarrow handle goes into your gut. (laughs) It's just... Oh, my and
2: goodness. you know
0: what there's, uh, there's a lot of people listening right now that, that are going through the same thing and are totally relating to everything you're talking about
1: they really uh, are
0: you're not alone out there people you're not uh, alone I'll
1: tell you the two things if I was not a poor single mother <laughs> with two horses to feed the two things that I would invest in and this is a public service announcement even if we, we could never get snow again well, here's what will happen if you invest in these things we won't get snow again is a snowblower and a tank deicer, you know, the hot, the water tank yeah, heaters yeah. that you plug in. Yep. <laughs> it would save hours and hours of frustration.
0: Well, Helena, we have to get to our first guest, and we're going to do that right after we hear from our good friends at Buy Me to Dewormers. We all know the importance of deworming our horses, and Dr. Ellefson of Biomita Equine is helping us make sure we are doing it right. Listen for his four-part series the first week of every month on this very show. I just wanted to remind everyone, if you are due for deworming, why not save a few bucks on the popular Biomita line of wormers, including Equimax, Bimectin, Exodus, Exodus Multidose, and Equal. You can find coupons and special offers at BuyMediaEquine.com, including a variety of rebate offers from cash to free ivermectin. You can also get up to $2 a dose back for Equimax. And while you're at me to Equine, get your free Horse Health Record Keeper, and you can just download it there. Plus, learn a bunch about parasites and deworming at bi that's B-I-M-E-D-A, equine.com. We at the Horse Radio Network all use bi to dewormers because we want the best for our horses, and we know you want the best for yours, too. bi to equine.com, and tell them the Horse Radio Network sent you.
3: Yellow, yellow, my favorite food is yellow It's very, very good, my favorite food is yellow
0: I'll start with a taco, soft like a cloud I want mine crunchy, I like to eat loud We have Kat back with us from Eat Your Tart Out, and uh, good good afternoon, Kat. Hi, guys. Well, how cold was it where you are? Never mind everybody where you are.
2: Sometimes I don't want to talk about it simply because I know some parts (laughs) of the country, like Helena, are dealing with way crappier conditions. You guys haven't been
0: too bad, have you, actually? Except for cold.
2: No, yeah, it's been cold. Like this over last night, it was about a negative eight or nine, I think. And it was pretty chilly when we woke up this morning. Um, now it's about a high of 12. Yeah. So it's it, pretty oh, cold for,
1: for Missouri. That's pretty cold.
2: It is pretty cold for Missouri, but we've had a very, I we just this week had our first snowfall and it's like six inches. So we actually have snow on the ground for more than a day which thrills me to no end, but then I think of where I used to live, where it's near <laughs> Helena, and it makes me pretty sad because that's a little too much.
0: <laughs> yeah, you love Boston. It used to live in Boston. What do they have there now, Helena? Is it eight feet or something? It's like eight feet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All I know is that we got stuck behind these very big dump trucks on the way home from Boston last week, and they were taking some of that eight feet. There's like some kind of snow farm that they created they call it the Boston Snow Farm. Did you hear about that? Yeah, Yeah, I have heard about that. That is pretty.
0: And crazy. they have big snow melters. I don't know what they do with the water, but there's big snow melters there that are melting the snow. Um, the, I, I, they're kind of cool. I saw pictures of them. They just, they just dump the whole truck in, and it melts it.
2: Yeah. See here, the difference between like snow farms and big snow trucks and dumpsters and all that is like here. They literally have three snow plows that look like they are the most archaic (laughs) snow plows I've ever seen. And that's for the entire town. Like the first day it snowed or the night it snowed, we didn't get plowed. And we live on a main highway until 3 p.m. the next day. (laughs) So I, again, I, I sympathize with what New England is going through. But at the same time, trying to deal with snow and drivers here is way harder, I think, in a lot of instances than it would be to deal with in New England. So there's positives and negatives to both sides of it. So,
0: Well, we have a couple of things we wanted to talk to you about today. First, of course, is eat your tart out and your recipe of the month. And you have a very simple one for us this time.
2: Yes, I think pregnancy is making me simplify my life in a <laughs> number of ways. And I feel terrible because I haven't gotten to be in the kitchen a ton making these crazy, wild, awesome things because I just don't feel like it. But one of my husband's favorite things to eat is macaroni and cheese. And it has to be the boxed. The cheese Oh, really? The he loves it. Like when I'm out of town, I stock the up. The fake powdery
0: on. cheese and, the, and everything.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like I said, the cheaper, the better. And the same rules apply for fish sticks. He loves the stuff. And the stinkier, the better. Whatever. (laughs) It's his thing. It's all good. But with the macaroni and cheese, I actually felt like it. But at the same time, I don't like the preservatives. I don't like the artificial dyes. And the fact that
0: there's no cheese, you mean that too?
2: Yeah, that too. Where it's like some (laughs) dairy substitute, something or other and you're like, where's just cheese? That's all I want to know. Just cheese. So, of course, me being me, I was like, there's got to be an easier way. And I had... One of my favorite things is I love cheese powder on popcorn. Best thing ever. It's delicious. So I'm like, all right, I got this giant thing of it last time I was in the Northeast. Figure I can add that and add the same ingredients that you usually would throw in with boxed macaroni and cheese, which is just butter and milk, and see if I can get a result. And sure enough, that's all you need was real cheese powder and you get an awesome result. Huh.
0: i would never heard of real cheese powder. Have you, Helena? No, but like you
1: can just get it in the grocery store? Well, yes and no. (laughs) So that's where this
2: is a little bit of a catch because normally I try and source stuff that you can get just about anywhere. And this, however, the cheese powder, I've only been able in like, it's the size of usually like your shaker Parmesan cheese. Mm -hmm. And the kind I found is by Cabot, which is big cheese.
0: Oh yeah, I buy Cabot cheese.
2: Okay, up in Vermont. They had it in New England. I have not seen it since in any other place at least especially down here um but you can order it online and if you go to a lot of specialty spice shops I have found that they do have flavored cheese powder that can be everything from feta to blue cheese to parmesan to asiago and of course cheddar and that's usually where I have found it but unfortunately it's not sold at your local walmart you might have to look at more of like a whole foods or something like that
1: Oh, okay. Well, as long as that's a, it's in a, some kind of national chain, yeah. Like where I actually found it up in the Northeast is
2: actually at a Market Basket of all okay. the random places in the world. But they do have it. It's usually in the um,
0: I miss Market Basket.
1: <laughs> I know. I
0: miss <laughs> <like this. laughs> Great store.
1: Well, I know, Kat. You're a big fan of King Arthur Flour Company, and you get a lot of stuff from them. They sell like um, Vermont cheese powder.
2: They sure do, and that's another company you can get it from, especially if you're buying some other stuff from them, which I highly recommend all of their products because they're fantastic. Um, so you can find it. It's just it's a little bit harder. It's not one of those things you're going to find in all the places, especially if you want like true cheese powder with the minimal amount of preservatives, because obviously it has to have some, but it's not nearly as bad as you looking at the back of like a box of macaroni and cheese, like regular stuff. And not being able to pronounce or understand any of what's in there. Good
0: old Kraft macaroni and cheese. I think Jennifer, before we met, lived on it. That and uh, ramen noodles were the Everybody only two things she Who ate.
1: Everybody did. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. Ignorance was bliss, man. <laughs> yeah. Ignorance was bliss. I was
0: going away. Uh, I was going away for a weekend, and I bought her a box of mac. Uh, we hadn't bought one of those in twenty years, and I actually bought her it. And she she ate it, and she said, "It's not as good as I remember it
2: being." <laughs> so, Aww. <laughs> Well, the nice thing too, Glenn, is like if you can find this cheese powder and you guys are fans somewhat, but maybe you want it a little bit better, I would recommend trying this and then some your of your favorite like gluten free pasta that
0: you might yep, have. Yep, yep, yep. I can do that. They have they make macaroni pasta, so yeah. Yep. Well, very good. And, of course, you can find the recipe at eatyourtartout.com. Just hop on there, homemade boxed macaroni and cheese. And now, Helena, you heard from Kat for another reason, and it involves this week's topic of the show. I
1: did. Um, I was so excited because, I mean, this is a really great time in Kat's life. And, um, of course, we put the call out there for Friends of the Stable Scoop Radio Show to tell us their stories of true love. And... um <laughs> I was excited because I figured, okay, well, let's get Kat on. I like to talk about food, but it always makes me hungry. Let's see if talking about love will put me in a romantic mood. <laughs> so um, Kat has a very special, beautiful, romantic tale to tell about her husband and how, how being with him has changed her life. On your mark, it's like, oh. go. <laughs> on your mark, it's up. Like, oh.
2: Well, it's changed in... A multitude of ways. I mean, the biggest thing that I'm sure you guys have heard, especially if you listen to this segment quite frequently, is you know that my husband basically transplanted me to the middle of the US, which has been a huge transition for me. And in a lot of ways, it's helped me to grow in a lot of fantastic ways. But for me, what I have found that living here, despite my aggravation, maybe my hesitation, depression I might have had initially when I first moved here, despite us getting married and doing all sorts of amazing things together in our lives, he's loved me without bias. As cranky as I can get and as stupid as I can get and hormonal, especially now that I'm pregnant – He just loves me. And it's such a, when I look back and I'm not in my crazy (laughs) womanly state, I look back and I'm like, that's pretty amazing. Because when you think of even some of your friends, sometimes you're afraid to let all of your barriers down and just be who you are no matter what. And I can do that with my husband, Greg, and not have to worry if he's not going to like me tomorrow or later. He might be a little cranky with me, but... He still loves me at the end of the day. And I think that's something pretty darn awesome to have.
0: That's really cool.
1: (sighs) Yeah, it's really
0: cool. You know, as cranky as I get, Helena still loves me after all these years, too.
1: I know. You don't get cranky that much anymore.
0: (laughs) You know, it is that way, though, when you think back. Now, in my case, it was illness, you know, when I got sick with the Lyme and Jennifer, you know. And, and actually, we were with Helena at that point in Massachusetts when I was the sickest. And, you know, she stuck through with me through all of that. And that was not easy. I didn't drive for a year. And, you know, it's those trying times. Right now, it just happens to be you being pregnant. And then it's going to happen to be the kid throwing up at 3 in the morning. Exactly. But, yeah. <laughs> So you got a lot more of those to go. But it is it is amazing that uh you know and, and you know everybody finds that somebody and and uh you know sometimes that uh somebody is a horse. You got a lot of those too, didn't you, Helena? Uh people writing in about their their yes. horses and stuff. We're going to have one of those a little later in the show.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So, I did. Um yeah. you know, the the idea is how really the question are, that we're asking is how has this kind of love changed your life. What what's different about it? How has it affected you, and the way you live your daily life? And um, I think you know a traditional relationship between a man and a woman is is lovely, but they're all different kinds of relationships, um, all different kinds of marriages and families and connections. It's just about love, and um, sometimes it's even just about loving yourself. So. Which, once you decide to do that, because a lot of people don't, and once they decide that they're going to live a life where they do love themselves, it changes. It changes their life. So, um, I think Kat is, she's going to experience an even deeper, richer kind of love when the baby comes along. And when you're just surrounded by the support and the warmth of your husband and your baby and then your own love. I think you're going to be surprised, too, at um, the way in which you love
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's for me and Greg, especially, he doesn't talk a whole lot about his mushy feelings and all that. But, you know, deep down, it's like I I see things that have changed us. You know, again, moving here was a hard transition. But then we bought a house together and that was a big thing. And then we got a little puppy together. And that was kind of the beginning stages of getting ready for having children. And even now through pregnancy, there's so much little things that he does that makes my life so much better and just prepares me for motherhood and being a better person and you know it's when you're not in an emotional flood of things and not needing to be totally in self control and you can look back and you can say wow that's really special and you can appreciate those little moments that's pretty amazing so and i think a lot of times especially in our fast paced society we forget about those little things that we you know may do for one another who are in a relationship whether it be you know, a marriage or even in our friendships. We forget about those little things that really do mean the world to us.
0: Very good, Kat. We know you have to run. So uh, have a terrific day and, uh, you know, stay warm uh, out there in Missouri.
2: Okay. Well, thank you guys for having me. And thank you for leaving a smile on my
0: face as I get to get off the air now. <laughs> Eatyourtartout.com is where you can find Cat. Thanks, Kat. Have a great day, Cat. Now I'm predicting, uh, Helena, that in another in another what, what is it was about seven months there'll be nothing but baby food recipes on Eat Your Tart Out. But uh, I don't know for sure. I know, I left Cat on here so she'd hear that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> everybody's like are you gonna do some like lactation cookies and I was
0: like, <laughs> oh yeah oh we're gonna see about this one bye <laughs> <My> cat <laughs> all right thank you guys bye well helena now you got you got uh several emails right and we're going to be talking to uh, uh, somebody who i actually met on the dressage radio show who wrote to you uh, a little bit later here but were there any other emails that you could share with us on the air
1: Yes, there are okay. and I'm okay. going to read them. Too. Well while
0: you're getting those up, let's hear from uh, our other sponsor for for this episode and that is Cora Gem who have a great topical product that you're going to want to hear about) <laughs> Monty Roberts has been using and talking about CoraGem for four years now. CoraGem is one of the leading suppliers of Brazilian killer bee propolis, both in liquid and cream. As horse owners, we want a topical product that provides superior results for girth itch, saddle irritation, rain rot, and all fungal issues, even scratches and ringworm. CoraGem does it all. We also want a product that heals wounds fast and minimizes the appearance of scars. CoreGem does that that too. And we wanted to regrow hair in affected area and reduce skin inflammation and Coragem does that. Plus it contains no steroids, antibiotics or chloride. It is non-toxic. It's even safe when your horse's lick it and we know they will. Used and recommended by veterinarians, breeders, and trainers from all over. Get Coragem today at CoriGemAnimals.com. That's C-O-R-I-G-E-M-Animals.com. And use the coupon code HRN2015, that stands for Horse Radio Network, HRN2015, and get 10% off your next order just because you're a listener to this show. That's HRN2015 at CoriGemAnimals.com. Well, the good folks at Cora Gem are a tremendous sponsor here of the Horse Radio Network, and we appreciate them. Please go check out their product. It is truly unique, and it works. As Monty says, it does work. All right, Helena, so you heard we, we put the call out for emails about what Helena just said about love, and because it was Valentine's Day and all that stuff. I think a lot of Valentine's got kind of ruined by storms, but... Uh, uh, You heard from some of our listeners, and uh, there's some you want to share?
1: Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to read a few of them to you. Um, This one is from Ruby Kaufman. Thanks for writing in, Ruby. She says, The love of my life, Sandy, is a fat orange furball of a cat that pretty much constantly (laughs) sheds. (laughs) But I don't know what I'd do without her. Her friendship has changed the way I see the world and taught me to always hold on to hope and to never underestimate the resilience of a cat. Even though she has caused many tears on my part, both of joy and sadness, I love her purr. There's a reason I call her my motorboat. And the fact that she so diligently purrs me to sleep every single night.
0: Aww. She has a better cat than we do.
1: (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) She doesn't have the beast.
1: (laughs) So glad you have your kitty, Ruby. Sandy's a lucky little feline. Okay. Okay. Here's another one. This is from a longtime listener. This is from Mona. Mona says she's been listening to the show since 2010. um, And she's she's (laughs) going to chime in. She says, "Um, John, who's her husband, and I met in 2009 online on MySpace. She says, MySpace. MySpace. Oh, God. They must have been
0: the last two people on, and that's how they met.
1: I know. (laughs) She says, online dating can work. He was in the army and she was moving from New York and he got out of the army and followed her from New York to Tennessee. She calls him a crazy man. She says, I already had two kids and I was divorced and a hot mess. Oh, geez. I nothing I would know about there, Mona. (laughs) He has been the light of my life. My Superman. He's super smart, sexy. He's a fireman and totally supports me in anything I do. He embraces oh God, my horse. What'd she
0: do? Rip the poster. You know how they have those calendars. She just took January out and said, I'm going to go meet this guy and marry him, apparently. <laughs> well,
1: maybe. She said, He embraces my horse craziness, even though we don't currently have any horses. He really caught a horse girl in between horses. So poor him. He has no idea. <laughs> We've been married since June of 2013. And we have another little girl named Annette, who I was pregnant with the last time I was on Stable Scoop. Anyway, I just wanted to chime in on the love of my life because honestly, I am married to the best man on the planet. Many women may say that, but for me, it's true.
0: Mona. Oh, that's great. I know. Terrific! And Yay,
1: I'm- Mona. This is just making my day because I literally, I got on the show today and it was like, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, she was <laughs> down <laughs> you know? with love, down with snow. I hate everything. <laughs> winter, now, oh, like, down with can, winter, down with winter, down with shovels. That's awesome, Mona.
0: Well, you know, too, uh, probably she was at a point, she had two kids, you know, life was kind of uh, running her over. The steamroller was coming, right? Yeah. Um, and then this happened, which kind of took her out of it. And it's when you're least expecting it or when you most need it in mo- most cases, when it, when something like that does happen. So yeah, uh, good for her. Yep. Good for
1: her. And then we have another one. We have time for another one here. Yeah. Um, from another long-term listener and an HRN auditor. This is from Leslie, and she tells us about her equine love story, although her equine is actually a human. And she says, she writes, what I love most about my husband, Eric, is that even though he is not the foggiest clue about horses and riding, he supports my love of both and even helps out at the barn and at my dressage club horse shows. He's just happy that I'm happy when I'm with my horse and or my horse chums. How our life together encompasses this? See, thank you, Leslie, for like... (laughs) Incorporating my point, because it is about me after all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what Alina wants. <laughs> how are
1: our how our life together encompasses this. He really doesn't mind too much that I'm gone to the barn all weekend. When before my dormant horse craziness awoke, we would spend time spend weekends together, taking long drives or exploring antique shops and such. I'm really lucky to have such an understanding and supportive horse husband. So that's kind of interesting because. I mean, what a challenge to the horse husband whose wife wasn't completely immersed in her horse addiction and then becomes immersed. He kind of has to adapt with the addiction. God bless him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a little different than my situation where she was all horsey when I met her and that was just the way it was. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. You know, I wonder, too, you know, it makes you wonder about, you know, we have more 40-year-olds getting women getting into the horse world than any any other demographic. So it kind of makes you wonder, too, you know, about their husbands and families who all of a sudden now— it it wasn't part of their lives for, for twenty years, and now all of a sudden it is, and we all know how time consuming and all consuming it be. It can be. I wonder how many of those women in that age group who get started actually have trouble, a little bit of trouble in their marriage. And it would be if probably if they had anything, if they took up golf, you know, and played six times a week, um, you know, it, it's going to be anything, but it just happens to be horses in this case. Yeah, be, it know. is
1: going to be anything. That's a, that's a good point. One of the things that. Um I notice is that a lot of people that, you know, we, we joke about horses being an addiction. Um, But for some people, it it truly is. Um, Spending time with their horses and their horse activities um, is a way of checking out from some of the more difficult aspects of life. And because it's such a healthy outlet, we tend to overlook the fact that um, for some people, it is a checkout from reality. Or let's say you have a bad relationship and, uh, or you there's something that you can't deal with. It's very easy to turn and say, well, I have to go to the barn or I have to ride my horse or um, I have a better relationship with my horse than the people in my life. And hey, I mean, I've slept next to my horses overnight. I All of my animals are my family. I'm the first one to say you can have a really good relationship with your animals, but not at the expense of the human relationships in your life. So... I think it's really nice to see these stories of people who maintain a healthy relationship with their families, and still, and and so there's a balance, you know, a healthy relationship with their families and a healthy relationship with their horse life. You just gotta check yourself, you know.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think I think you're you're right. I think that it, you know, if the relationship's strained already, then then the horse thing might put it over the top. But then golf would put it over the top, or just playing cards with your friends would put, you know, something's going to put, it's yeah, over, yeah. Some
1: people, some people volunteer until the cows come home. You know, right. they're on this school committee or that school yeah. committee, or, um, there's just, there's a lot of ways that people can turn their backs on what's painful in their lives and use all these good deeds and good activities as an excuse. Um, so like you and Jennifer have a great relationship. You do things together besides horses. You go bike riding, you travel,
0: and which is, you know. which is interesting, too, because we're together all the time. So we, we have the opposite end where we're together 24 hours a day. Yeah. And, and it's kind of weird when I go away, you know, I have to go away for work or for the show or whatever. And, you know, it's like I just want to call her. You know? so yeah. It's very strange. It's just like I should be happy I'm away. Right. Yeah. Uh, like Ada this time was really hard because she wasn't along. And it was it was hard because I'm used to having her there, you know. One to keep me straight um, and to keep <laughs> me focused, uh, and not—that's the hardest part. And, and please, myself.
1: people, let, trust me. He he does need assistance in that area.
0: <laughs> but it's hard when when we've been together almost thirty years. So and, and together, twenty four hours a day for almost thirty years.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't. I you know before um, before I came to terms with the problems in my own relationship, I I didn't know. That two people could want to spend twenty four hours a day, seven days a week together, <laughs> that has all changed for me. I, you know, I have discovered a whole new facet of love, um, and the desire to be with somebody twenty four seven and not get, and not have that be a problem.
0: <laughs> right, and not have that pit in your stomach. Uh, no,
1: well, yeah. the, you know, when we're apart, we have to be apart because of. Work and you right. live in two different states, but um, it's you do you get that pit in your stomach? There's it, when you have a healthy relationship, boy oh boy, do you know it? You know it. And, and sometimes can, when you have
0: a uh, you know an unhealthy sort of semi stable relationship, uh, you're you're just in it. You've been in it for a while. You're in it, and you don't know any better. So. You know, so you're reluctant to get out, uh, and
1: and we you know, get good at coping.
0: All right, right. We you're not happy, but you're 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 existing. Um, but yeah. But you also don't realize how good it can be if it's right. So so you keep existing, and and,
1: and you do you just you keep going, and yeah. you know I thought for the longest time I wanted to do this that and the other thing with horses. I had all these goals. I had you know competitive plans, and Then, you know, fast forward to now when I have a beautiful, healthy, loving relationship. All those goals are like gone. I don't need them. I'm happy to just get in my saddle and go for a nice trail ride or a hack down to the beach, you know, or hunt every once in a while. That'll never get out of my blood (laughs) ever. But um, it's funny how the things that take you away from the painful stuff in your life or the things that you cope with suddenly become not so important. Like, you know, I, you know, I, I really don't need to event with my horse or I don't need to do three or four shows this year. Um, I'm not saying that that means just because you're, you know, heavily into that, that it means you have a bad relationship. Not at all. I'm just saying that it, I'm agreeing with your point that we do cope very seamlessly. Sometimes we don't realize we're unhappy. We just Go, go, go. And there's so many things, especially for horse people people, to fill our lives with in order to cope.
0: Well, you're listening to the Doctor Phil show <laughs> here. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I know. We totally didn't mean to make this. It's Doctor like- Laura oh. here on the radio. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Geez, I am way too serious. I need to start drinking earlier in the day when we do Scoop.
0: Well, we have a fun guest coming up, and we're going to do a Tack and Habit segment. Jennifer's going to do a review for us here in a little while as well. But uh, let's go to our our next guest. Uh, She actually wrote to you. And... she, I met her through the Dressage Radio Show. She's a competitor in Wellington. She's a dressage girl. And she's absolutely lo- lovely. And I will tell you something about her. She is the only equestrian athlete in the United States sponsored by Nike. So um, she has that unique distinction, and uh, she does it very well. And, and it, it, she's definitely worthy of uh, having that sponsorship. Uh, so uh, she wrote to you. Do you want to read hers now or when we get her on?
1: Um, let's...
0: Or do you not want to read it at all and just talk to her? Let's good. just
1: talk to her.
0: Okay. All right. Well, let's get... Her name is Aiden. And I, I'm trying to remember how to say her last name. Uh.
1: Oh, God. We're going to butcher that.
0: Okay. We'll let her tell us. I only have ever called her Aiden. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's get her on here and say hi to Aiden. Okay.
1: Well, welcome, Aiden. I got a note from you, a beautiful note about the love of your life, your horse, Shapur. Um, I was going to read your note, but I think I'd rather get it firsthand from you about why you love your horse so much.
3: All right. Well, my love is my horse, Shapur. And what I love most about him is that over our years uh, together, he taught me how to love And he gives me his trust and his friendship unconditionally. But, you know, with most love, actually all love, you have to take care of it. And he showed me like the need to communicate and try to teach me how to be able to be direct. And it's just really amazing because when you're trying to communicate with something that's like a beast that has its mind of its own and it's not always able to be reasoned with, like you can't talk to him directly like human to human but you have to be able to talk with your actions and as I say actions speak louder than words and that's what I really am an advocate for because you need to be able to be dependable in your actions and accountable for everything so I really enjoy the love and the the way he's taught me how to love and Shapur is an amazing animal himself and I I've used so much of this knowledge that he's given me to like Talk to people and learn how to be aware of everybody and their nonverbal communication. And I really like to try to be trustworthy and dependable. And I like to listen and, and give my, my advice on things and situations and everything. It's just being able to be open and approachable and talking to everybody and, and getting your emotions and points across without, you know, being negative in any way. That's something that I'm, I'm very, Firm on in my beliefs.
1: What what do you do with your horse? What kind of riding do you do?
0: I do dressage.
1: And, Very well,
0: I might add. And, uh,
1: Very well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're you're actually down in Wellington this week, aren't you?
3: Yes, I am. I am at a horse show right now. I'm, I'm sitting in my car in the parking lot because the wind is so bad outside right now, and the uh, it's like something degrees, I think, right now. It's it's getting a little bit colder.
1: <laughs>
3: but so it,
1: it sounds like your horse has... Um, I mean, if you could describe his personality. Well, you know, different horses have different kinds of, of personalities. Um, some of them are a little, you know, hot and fiery, and others are nice and calm and mellow. How would you describe um, your horse's personality and then your horse's personality as it relates to your relationship with him?
3: Well, I think... Poor and I have very similar personalities because we're very, I, I like to say we're very friendly and outgoing and, and personable. And he's always like, you know, inviting people into his stall, I like to say, because a lot of times when, you know, the horse has food in their stall and they are aggressive to anybody that comes in because it's their space, but he loves and craves attention. And he's a ham, so he just wants everybody to be around him, petting him, touching him, just, just loving on him all the time. And he's very friendly, and I think I, I crave people, uh, around me too, because we're very social creatures, and I think we're very alike in that way. And, but except for the part where he's a little bit spooky, he's not as brave as I am, though. So I have to be in a brave for the both, uh, brave enough for both of us.
0: Well, Aiden, I know that uh, this guy has also br- brought you some, some victories along the way and young riders and, and also, as we mentioned before, the, the whole Nike contract. How long do you see your relationship with him continuing in the competitive spirit?
3: Well, Shapur, I believe since he is being properly maintained, I don't see why not that he couldn't compete for a few more years because he's in great shape he's still a good age and we take care of him. The problem maintenance is being, uh, is being a routine now with everything. And he just has a great work ethic too. So I don't see why taking him out of something that he loves because he, he loves to work. He loves to go out and try new things and he will never be a horse that can just sit in his stall and do nothing or, or be retired. He's, if he'd do something crazy in the pasture. I know it. I could just <laughs> send him two days off. And, and god help him, he just will run around and pull a shoe cuz he's got so much energy and life in him.
0: <laughs> How old is he?
3: He just turned 16 on the 7th. So You're, you know, you two
0: are about the same age.
3: About. <laughs> 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 I like I like to think that I have a little bit more uh maturity on uh him than you know, because he, he sometimes doesn't make good decisions and I tend to make a little bit better ones.
0: <laughs> you do. And, and that's why your career, your career shows that too. And we're so <laughs> glad that you were able to join us today. Thank you so much for stopping by. Good luck this season. We'll be watching your progress and following you.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Aiden Huller, mm-hmm. do you, you, you don't have a website, do you just your, your Facebook page, right?
3: I have my blog. It's, uh, the dressage com It's off of Google. And if you just search my name into Google, you'll be able to find it.
0: And that's Aiden Uller, and you can spell it U-H-L-I-R. So that you yes. can find it uh, when you spell it that way. Well, have fun down there in Wellington.
3: <laughs> Thank you so much.
0: All right, take care. Take care, Aiden. Well, Aiden is a sweetie. She also was involved, Helena, in the... Uh, <clears throat> they're having a talent competition down in Wellington. And uh, for all the different disciplines, well, she won the first week singing. She's an excellent singer. She won the first week, and now she goes to the finals. And Reese from the Dressage Radio Show is going to be your backup dancer. Wow. <laughs> I said, is she going to have to wear one of those tight like, J-Lo outfits? And she said, no, we're going. And Reese said, No. <laughs> So, I think they're going more more practical and a little classier than that. But yeah, so it's recent. Two other riders are going to be their, her backup dancers at this competition. It's for I think it's five hundred or five thousand dollars. So it's a wow! It's a chunk of change. Yeah, it's a chunk of change. So we wish her well with that too. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to get our app. You can find that in the App Store, iOS, or Android, and just search for Horse Radio Network. The Stable Scoop Show is one of eight different shows on the app. Makes it simple and easy to listen to, and it's free. And you can find Helena at?
1: You can find me at Helena at com or log on to flirtingwiththeworld.com.
0: And that's it. Thank you, Helena.
1: You are welcome. We'll be back more. We'll be back more. more we'll be back we'll be once. more back.
0: We'll
1: be we back will be more. back next week. I cut out like a whole sentence. Oh my god! I totally need to get out of here. I'm going crazy,
0: Glenn. We have a spare room if you <sighs> can get here.
1: That's if I got to get out of my driveway first. Um. Okay. So there will be more next week. Until then. Happy scooping. I can't even scoop. I have to no, shovel. How about no happy
0: d- shoveling. This week we managed to make it happy shoveling. No,
1: like I can't even scoop my manure because it's buried under the snow and and it's frozen <laughs> to the ground. I don't miss it. So time. until then, I don't know. Happy drinking. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs>